Welcome to the Balling Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Montgomery Jr. of the Legacy Maker Sports Network. As always, it is a pleasure and an honor to have you joining me on the Balling Podcast. This is the month of Christmas, and we are just a little over a week before we hit Christmas. But Christmas may have came early for Giannis Antetokounmpo also known as the Greek Freak, as he has reached a five-year, $228 million contract extension to remain in Milwaukee for the foreseeable future. Yes, Giannis isn't going anywhere, and you have to applaud the guy's loyalty to the Milwaukee Bucks, especially in an era where players normally control the situation, not only of their team, but the entire league as Teams are lining up to land a superstar. So you have to give kudos and applaud Giannis as you compare his situation, how he handled re-signing with the Bucks, versus looking at a situation like James Harden in Houston, where he's basically trying to force his way out of Houston. He's unhappy. He's being spoiled. They, they, the Houston Rockets, they bring in star after star. They just can't seem to win and get the job done. But... You look at the Rockets, they're, they're getting these star quality players and James Harden still isn't happy with his situation. But we'll get to Harden in just a second. We're still talking about Giannis here. Giannis is pretty much leading by example. He's setting the example for a lot of these young players in the league. When their time come and it's time to get paid or for them to possibly enter free agency, I mean... NBA players love free agency. I mean, who wouldn't love free agency? Everyone's pretty much courting you to join their franchise. But Giannis decided to stay. And this is something that we basically rarely see in the NBA today when superstars haven't won that championship with the team that drafted them. And when they do enter free agency, they're looking elsewhere. They're looking in LA. They're looking in Miami. They're looking in Brooklyn. They're looking in all these other high market value teams in the NBA, especially when you can leave a low market team like Milwaukee. Now you look at the situation in Milwaukee and you say that Giannis make the right decision here. They were able to land Drew Holiday, who's not quite an all-star, but he's a player who's well-respected around the league, who does play both sides of the ball. Just like Giannis does. So that's a respectable player in Giannis's eyes. But the Milwaukee Bucks did kind of screw up trading for Bogey from the Sacramento Kings as he signed with the Atlanta Hawks. That whole situation was kind of a head scratcher and kind of got a lot of people wondering what kind of business was going on in Milwaukee with these general managers as well as the Sacramento Kings. But at the end of the day, Giannis decided to stay with the Bucks, And you just got to say, are they done? Are they going to make another move to, to continue to keep Giannis happy? Because when you look at the roster, are they ready to contend for a championship with that roster there? That remains to be seen. But Giannis is staying in Milwaukee for the foreseeable future. So we'll see what happens there. A player who doesn't appear to be staying with his team 
is no other than Houston Rockets guard James Harden. Harden is a player around the league who can score with anybody. He's probably the best scorer in the entire league. And the guy just isn't happy. He's had Chris Paul by his side. He's had Russell Westbrook by his side. He's had Carmelo Anthony for a little bit by his side. He's had Dwight Howard by his side. He had Clint Capella by his side, who is probably one of the most up-and-coming talented centers in the league, who has a really bright future and a long career ahead of him now in Atlanta. And now James Harden has John Wall and Boogie Cousins by his side, and yet he still wants out. Now, John Wall and Boogie Cousins, they've dealt with a lot of injuries over the years, and it's no secret that they may not be who they once were. But I must admit, in just a couple of preseason games, John Wall and Boogie Cousins look pretty solid. I know it's just preseason, but they look pretty solid if you were to say, oh, these guys haven't really played basketball in quite a while. They look like they've been playing ball regularly, as opposed to James Harden, who missed time, wasn't really at camp um, due to COVID concerns and holding out and hoping for a trade. He looks to be a little bit out of shape at the moment. But John Wall and and Boogie Cousins, they look good. And you got to wonder, what is James Harden really thinking right now? I got a ton of respect for James Harden. Harden is one of the premier NBA scorers that the NBA, that the entire world has ever seen in NBA history. I mean, he's sacrificed defense his entire career just to pretty much carry the entire offense for the Houston Rockets. Now, when he first got to the Houston Rockets, the Houston Rockets awarded him with a contract extension that many thought that he would end up retiring as a Houston Rocket because the duration of the contract was so long and the money involved was so high that it's pretty much an immovable contract to trade. But yet, it looks like we're back at square one and Harden still wants out. He's pretty much been a spoiled brat throughout this whole entire time. He's gotten a lot of talented players to play alongside of him, a lot of all-star players and future Hall of Fame type players to play alongside of him. And he still hasn't been able to get the job done. He's gotten awarded with the money, the contract, the job security, and the safety net that any NBA player would want within his NBA career. James has driven a lot of NBA coaches out of that Houston Rockets job. A lot of them has been relieved from their duties of coaching the Houston Rockets. He's drove Daryl Morey one of the most respected and most talented general managers in the NBA. He's driven him out of town. As great as James Harden has been, at the end of the day, he wears people out. He drives them nuts. And I don't think anybody would want to put up with his antics. It's not going to be easy to move James at this time of his career. And you're not going to get back equal value either. He's an Asian superstar who's also pretty much a one-trick pony. He literally can carry your offense, but that's going to regress throughout his career as he gets older and upper in age. And the bottom line is this. 
the Houston Rockets are going to trade James Harden for 50 cents on the dollar. They're not going to get equal value back for him. I'm sure they want a young up-and-coming superstar. But do you think the Philadelphia 76ers are going to give up Ben Simmons straight up for James Harden, who really doesn't play defense when Ben, you know, he gets criticized for his jump shot, but Ben is a heck of a player who pretty much does any and everything you want on the floor besides shoot, of course. He ain't taking no jump shot. And you look at the Brooklyn Nets. The Houston Rockets are pretty much asking for at least Kyrie Irving. If not, give me Kevin Durant. The Nets are not trading Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. So the Houston Rockets aren't going to get what they want in exchange for James Harden. It's going to be a 50 cents on the dollar type of move. But if I am the Brooklyn Nets, I will offer Spencer Dinwiddie. I would offer Karis LeVert, and I would offer Jared Allen and a boatload of first-round draft picks to get James Harden in Brooklyn. That'll form your big three. You still got DeAndre Jordan down there manning the center position, and you still got a guy like Torian Prince who can pretty much be a utility type of player and pretty much do all the little things that'll help a team win. Now, if you do that, the locker room may be chaotic. Uh, First-time head coach in Steve Nash, D'Antoni assisting him, who Harden previously paid, played for, that could possibly be a championship team, but they're going to have to have some sort of structure, especially when dealing with a Kyrie Irving in that locker room on that team. But that would be an option for the Houston Rockets. A take-it-or-leave-it option, which I believe will be a pretty good deal for both sides because those boys in Brooklyn can ball. Karis LeVert is a baller when healthy. Spencer Dinwiddie, one of the most underrated guards in the entire league, one of the most underrated players in the entire league. And Jared Allen, a guy who's a rim runner, a guy who can protect the paint and grab a ton of rebounds for you. Another deal that... I can appreciate for both sides, that is, is Adele staying in the West Coast, a rival in the Denver Nuggets. Joker is pretty much at the peak of his NBA career, Nikolai Jokic, and it's time to win. The Nuggets, they want to win. They believe they have the talent to win. Jamal Murray's up and coming, but something's missing. They're young and they're uh, inexperienced, but they're gaining that experience now. Last year was a huge year for them. Um, They were close, but just not close enough. And they pretty much ran out of gas. But the Denver Nuggets got one player who's highly coveted around the league that will probably make this deal work. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael Porter Jr., the 6'10 forward out of Missouri. A guy who can shoot the lights out a guy who's been compared to Kevin Durant, a guy who's a scorer and can play on both sides of the ball. Porter dropped to 14th in the first round of the NBA draft only due to a back injury that many teams raised a lot of red flags for. Now, he took the year off and he's played in limited games and was on a minute restrictions over the years, but he is back to regular game time minutes. As you saw in the playoffs this past season, and he looked better than ever. He was a standout player, in fact, for the Denver Nuggets and a guy who they leaned upon 
throughout the season. Now, the Nuggets have been pretty much unwilling to include him in any trades, but for the right price, like a James Harden, a guy who could probably put them over the hump and and get them to where they want to be at, if you keep enough pieces there in Denver, you pair James Harden with a Jamal Murray and a Nikola Jokic, that team could be dangerous in the Western Conference. I mean, nobody would want to play that team. Jamal Murray grew up from a college boy to a man pretty much just last season, hitting multiple 50-point games. I'm sure you all remember those games where him and Donovan Mitchell was pretty much going at it back to back, shot after shot from one end to the other end of the floor. Jamal Murray is ready. And that could be probably one of the most dangerous backcourts in the entire league, Jamal Murray and James Harden. Another team that could benefit from acquiring a guy like James Harden is a team that represented the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals last season. The Miami Heat, Pat Riley, let's get it done. The Miami Heat have been a team that has always been known to go star hunting. They always been wanting to bring in a star player. They created the big three with LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. Before that, they had D-Wade and Shaq. They brought in Shaquille O'Neal, the diesel himself. Just last season, they were able to bring in Jimmy Butler. And look what that did for this team. They went to the NBA Finals. At the end of the day, this team pretty much ran out of gas in the NBA Finals versus the LA Lakers. They had a shot, and the series lasted a a bit longer than what many anticipated, um, especially with the injury that Goran Dragic suffered. But they had committees. They had guys who were able to step up and play their role. But these guys that were able to step up and play their roles, they could really be franchise-quality pieces. And the fact that Miami benched a guy like Kendrick now who may believe he could have won rookie of the year early on when the season first started. The guy came out of nowhere and was balling, showed up on the stat sheet. Who's none? Who's none? Oh, Kendrick Nunn, balling. And the Miami Heat, they benched him when the bubble started and they went with Goran Dragic. So he's a young player that could be involved in a James Harden deal. A guy like Duncan Robinson, who was pretty much the NBA's best three-point shooter last season. Now, I know Steph Curry wasn't there. I know Klay Thompson wasn't there. I know Kevin Durant wasn't there the whole year either. But Duncan Robinson, he stepped up. He's hit shot after shot for this Miami Heat team. And he's a guy that any GM would want on his team, especially in a three-ball-centric league that we're in now. And your icing on the cake would be no other than Tyler Hero, a guy who's had multiple games where he led the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals and scored shot after shot and was able to just create offense and carry the team when they hit rough droughts in the Finals. Tyler Hero is a future all-star in the league, and the Miami Heat, they had him as untradeable when, when the offseason first hit. They wanted a star player. They were looking at Giannis. Giannis is locked up now in in Milwaukee for the foreseeable future. So they're not trading him. 
They're not going to get Giannis in Miami right now. So you got to look elsewhere. So now Miami is rescinding those comments of Tyler Harrow being untradeable. I mean, if it gets you James Harden, I'm sorry, Tyler, but it's been real. You got to feel like Miami is planning something. Um, this offseason, they were able to get a lot of deals done, but they were one-year deals. They were rentals. They were hoping to bring in Giannis. That's why they were getting those one-year deals out the door. But the focus has changed, obviously, as Giannis locked up to stay in Milwaukee. They're star hunting. So James Harden is next on the list. And if I'm the Rockets and you present to me an offer with a guy who was able to lead the NBA in threes and Duncan Robinson, a young up-and-coming point guard, and Kendrick Nunn, who can back up the often injured John Wall, and your star piece in the deal, of course, with Tyler Hero, who is a future all-star in the NBA. That's a heck of a deal for both sides involved. Miami was able to give the Lakers a run for their money in that NBA Finals. We've seen Jimmy Butler become a player who he's really not comfortable at being. Um, we know Jimmy to be a, a tough, defensive-minded player, but he was dropping 40, 50 points. Now, you can let Jimmy do what he do, be that tough, gritty, defensive-like-minded player, and you bring in James Harden who can carry that offense and you still got your enforcer, your defender, your defensive-minded big man, and bam, out of bio. That's a really talented big three. That's, that's one of the best big threes in the NBA if that deal goes through. So that's a deal that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense, actually, for both sides. The last deal that makes a ton of sense, actually it makes too much sense for both sides here is the Golden State Warriors. This was supposed to be the comeback year, the bounce back year for the Golden State Warriors. Last year did not go the way they wanted to. Um, injuries galore, to say the least, from Steph Curry to Klay Thompson, even to Draymond Green. And a lot of those guys that played on that Golden State Warriors team that we saw on League Pass last season, were foreign guys that we just didn't recognize. Who are these guys playing for the Warriors? The Warriors were hit with yet another setback for the season. Again, they lost Klay Thompson with an ACL injury. And it kind of put their title hopes to, to shred here. Um, you would expect Steph Curry to be himself, but he's by himself. He can't do the Splash Brother routine by himself. So they brought in guys like Kelly Oubre, and they acquired Andrew Wiggins last season. But is that enough to bring the Golden State Warriors back to the glory days that they were just experiencing just a few years ago? After losing so many games last season, they were awarded with the number two overall pick, which they used to draft James Wiseman who was coached by Penny Hardaway, who Penny Hardaway played with Shaq. So he was able to teach some of those moves that Shaq used to do to James Wiseman. So James Wiseman looks to be probably a, a pretty promising prospect in the NBA. So if I'm the Golden State Warriors, and I'll, I'll get on the phone with Houston. I'll say, hey, I got James Wiseman, the number two overall pick. I can give you him. 
I can give you Kelly Oubre, who we like, but we don't love. We pretty much brought Kelly here just because we lost Klay Thompson. And I can give you Andrew Wiggins, who's a piece that can help out. He's not a franchise cornerstone, but he's definitely an NBA player who belongs on an NBA roster. I can give that to you. You give me James Harden. Who says no here? That deal that was just presented will help the Houston Rockets win now and win later. It gives the Rockets a ton of depth there as well. But for the Golden State Warriors side of things, they're winning now and next year and maybe the year after that and the year after that as well. You got Steph Curry and James Harden in your backcourt. And then you got Klay Thompson and Draymond Green in your front court, and you just throw in a center who's a free agent who can rim run and defend the paint. That's a good starting five. In fact, that's probably the best starting five in the entire NBA. So this will help the Warriors to pick up where they left off at over the years and probably try to get back to the NBA Finals if you bring in James Harden. But this will definitely be a win situation for the Houston Rockets as well. Kelly Oubre, who's one of the most underrated players in the league, who's gotten better and better each and every year. His scoring average has gone up each and every year, and he just wants to win. Andrew Wiggins, he is who he is. He isn't what we thought he was going to be, but he is who he is. And he's an NBA player that many people will want on their NBA team. Now, you may not believe it, but he's a 20-point scorer. He's played on some bad teams. But he can still give you the 20 points that you need. This deal just makes too much sense for both parties involved. And I don't see why this deal can't get done and won't be done. So not only am I a fan of sports with this podcast, I am also a fan of music. I've always loved music my whole entire life. Neo is and forever will always be my number one musician in my lifetime. He's just made too many hits of his own. He's written too many hits of others. He does it all. He sings, he dances. Simply put, Neo is the goat of music, the goat of R&B. Although I do love music, you know, it's, it's not quite the same watching it online. And throughout this pandemic, they've been doing a lot of these versus battles, and I haven't really been enthusiastic about them. However, they have one coming up on Saturday, January the 16th. Two guys I grew up on. uh, I think this is how I became so in love with Neo's music. Um, Two R&B movement movers uh and that's anthony hamilton and music soul child they'll be doing a versus battle on saturday january the 16th and i cannot wait like i said i've never really watched these versus battles it's just not the same to me watching it on my phone i'd much rather be there in person um i've seen anthony hamilton in concert before actually he was good i like anthony he put on a show I haven't seen Music Soul Child, but Music Soul Child is another one of my favorite top R&B artists. 
And I think he's going to win this versus battle. I will be tuning in. I hope you all will be tuning in too. Because you won't want to miss this. You do not want to miss this. I promise you. This is going to be one for 2021, y'all. As always, I want to thank each and every last one of y'all for tuning into the Ballin' Podcast. I hope you all stay safe out here in these streets. People are crazy. You never know what people are going to do in this lifetime that we live in. So always watch your back, especially during this holiday season. So again, thank you for all your wonderful support. Thank you for tuning in to the Ballin' Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Montgomery Jr., Legacy Maker, Sports Network.